Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. God is so good. I love His Spirit. I love His presence. I love the anointing, but I want to encourage you that the anointing is not something separate from the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit moving. My dad has always said there's not four members of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the anointing. But sometimes that's how we live our life, almost like the anointing is something separate to be chased after. The anointing is simply the moving of the Holy Spirit. And I've got a real word for us here today because I think we're in a very significant time as a church But before I do that, God was speaking to me something else during the worship, so can I just start there? Well, I'm going to because i got the microphone, but feel free to just enjoy it. I want you to lean in, and can you guys help me preach? uh, uh, There's been a few meetings already, got a few more over the next few days, and uh, and it's just wonderful when there's an engagement and a receiving. Uh, I probably said it here before, um, I can definitely walk with God, I can definitely hear from God, I can definitely bring God's word, and I will promise you I'll always do that when I come here. The one thing I can't do is do your receiving for you, and nor can anyone else, no one else. And isn't it interesting, you can get multiple people in the one room, some go out utterly transformed, just having an encounter God, and other people go, oh, that was all right. Same message, same spirit, same worship, same songs. The only difference is your heart. I'm putting it on you today for what you get from God today because that's the absolute truth. There are people that Jesus, come on, the Son of God, the Son of God, the Son of God. Some people there, they got out of, uh, I was going to say wheelchairs, probably not wheelchairs, but they, they got off crutches and they had uh, blind eyes opened and they had salvation and they were set free from demons, including one man from 2,000 of them. Come on, guys. And, and why? Because they, they, they came to receive. They, Jesus even asked them questions, what do you want me to do? And they said it and he, they received. They, re- they received, but there's other people. It says that in certain places he could not do many miracles because they said, he's just a carpenter. Come on. He's, just, he's from Galilee. Can anything good come from there? Can, yeah. People didn't receive certain things because they didn't receive certain things. It's never a lack on God's supply. This is actually not the thing I was going to start with, actually, by the way. <laughs> we might get there. Who knows? Uh, we might even get to lunch. We might even get to 2023. Who knows? But we need to understand there's never a lack on God's part. There's never under. There's not only never a lack on his ability, there's never a lack on his desire. There's never a lack on his desire to not only touch your life, but transform and change your life. God did not come to patch up your life. He came to give you supernatural, eternal, abundant life. Come on, get out of the chair life. Get up off your mat life. Come on, step into destiny life. This is what God came to give. But the difference between those that do and those that don't is nothing to do with God. If I'm challenging some things, it's because you need to be challenged. 
Come on. Know the truth. The truth will set you free. But you've got to receive it. Oh, Karabasa. Man, I don't even know. John 8, 31, 32. Come on. This is the life of the Spirit. This is the life of the Spirit. To the Jews who believed in Him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you don't hold passively. You don't hold complacently. You don't hold sitting back. A holding is you taking hold. It is you receiving. If you hold to my teaching, then you really are my disciples. Don't say you're my disciples and live life how you want. Because if that's the case, you ain't my disciple. If you hold to my teaching, then you're my disciple. Then you're really my disciple. Jesus said in John 15, if you do what I say, come on. That's an expression that you love me. I love you, I love you, I love you. But please don't mess with this God and don't touch this God and don't touch my finances, God, and don't really tell me what to do, God. That's not discipleship. Discipleship is a pupil, a student, a learner, a follower. Jesus said, if you want to come, he said, be my disciples, come and follow me. Oh, I'm saying it's time to restore followership to the church if that's the word it is now following Jesus is what we're called we don't come to dictate to Jesus we don't come to direct to Jesus we don't come to Jesus and say bless this and bless this no I come to follow him and he says to the Jews who believed him he said if you hold to my teaching then you're my disciple then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But where does the freedom that we desire start? When we hold, when we receive, when we lean in, when we take hold of the one. Come on. God says, you draw near to me and I will draw near to you. But you know what? We need to understand the starting point is God always initiates, as I said to someone before. God never, ever responds bonds as his starting point he initiates in the beginning God it starts with God no one is born again unless the spirit of God has been pulling them and drawing them towards himself and then we respond and we think we started the relationship I found God I chose God. No, the Bible says you you did not choose me. I chose you. I chose you. I started this whole thing. I had a moment right there. I go, what the heck am I talking about? Praise God. Hallelujah. He initiates. We respond, but we got to do the responding. He doesn't do the responding for us. If you want in a prophetic word, this is it right now. It's what I got. Men and women of God, children of God in this room right now, stop complaining about your present reality and start praising the God who is eternal, who is in you, who is for you, who is working things together, who is going to complete what he started. 
God's not here to do my bidding. I'm here to walk in relationship with him and to be about my father's business on earth as in heaven. Come on, can we have a shift? Can we have a shift? Can we have a shift? Can we have a shift in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. Some of us need to let ourselves be free in the Holy Ghost. Some of us need to actually extend the same grace and mercy that God's extended to us. We need to extend it to ourselves. Sometimes we think that God's not giving to us when what is happening is we are not allowing ourselves to receive from him. Come on. So let's just go here for a moment. The Father is in heaven. True? He's not in your heart, he's in heaven. Cool? Jesus said, when you pray, pray to our Father, and then he tells us where he is. Say it out loud, come on, our Father. That's where he is. Amen? And remember, even when Jesus came, God so loved the world, he sent. So obviously if he's on earth, then if he's sent, he's in a different place. He's in heaven. Can I hear an amen? I'm going somewhere here. I need you to hear this. He's in heaven. Where's Jesus? He's not in your heart. He's in heaven. He's in heaven. He ascended, remember? He ascended. And the one who ascended will one day again descend. Are you with me, church? He ascended. In Ephesians 1, God says that uh, the Father raised him up and seated him at his right hand. Is that where he is? That's where he is. And he's preparing a place for us. Come on. Can you imagine how glorious that's going to be? If he's spending this long building it. Thankfully, he took his carpentry course when he was on this earth. But, man, can you imagine what he's preparing? So we got the Father, we got the Son, we got them in heaven. Amen, church? And Jesus said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And it's not only going to be on you like he was on me, says Jesus. He's going to be, come on, come on. He's going to be what? Come on, shout it out one more time. He's going to be. But here's what the Lord was speaking to me about in worship. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit living in you is not for him to just speak to you about what's on your heart and about what's on this earth. We have made the Holy Spirit speaking about what's happening here primarily. But this is what God started to show me in the worship. Where's the Father? Where's the Son? The Spirit, his responsibility if it were, is to actually reveal Jesus, and Jesus reveals the Father. It's actually to actually reveal him to us. And it's also to actually tell us what's on their heart. So I want to just shift our perspective today from God, would you tell me about this, this, and this? But God, the Spirit of God who lives in me, would you reveal what Jesus is like? Would you reveal what the Father is like? And here's the thing that he showed me in worship. Would you show me what's on the Father's heart for this earth? And would you show me what Jesus has already accomplished for this earth? 
I don't know if you just got what I just said. We need a revelation of what was on the Father's heart for this earth. But we need that not as in a focus on the earth. We need as in the culture, the environment of heaven. We need a greater revelation. Because Jesus said, when you pray to pray to our Father in heaven, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on this earth as in heaven. So we actually need to know the culture, come on, of heaven. We need to know what the Father's like, because that's what we want down here. Come on, around this world today, we don't need our, our good opinions, our ideas, our fighting for things. We need to know what the Father's like, what the Lord Jesus has done already for this earth, and we need to allow ourselves to be conduits of it coming on this earth as it is in heaven. And the Spirit of God is living in you, not so that you can sit back safe and sound and cruise ship to heaven is so that he can reveal the father and reveal the son reveal what the father's heart is come on it's his will that none should perish come on we need to have a revelation of what jesus has done for this world come on i've given you authority church it's time to get up and Fight in the Holy Ghost for the lost and dying people that are going to hell. Come on, where are the Holy Ghost Marines? Where are the men and women of God who get up in the morning and you put on your armor and you say, I'm going into this day. The devil will not win. God will be glorified and I will see a shift in the environments that I enter into. Praise God. It's time for the church, and I'm talking the people, to get past ourselves and get on to God. Get on to God's heart. Get on to, and I, I, I pray I articulate this because I'm only getting it now, but it just, it's, 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 it's the Spirit is here to reveal what's on the Father's heart, and it's to reveal what. Jesus has already done. They're the statements. Did you get the statements? What's on the Father's heart and what Jesus has already done. We need to know both because if we just know what's on Father's heart, then we live with the place of looking towards something to happen so that that can happen. Are you with me? We need to have a revelation of Father's heart and what Jesus has done. Can I de- declare to you boldly and loudly that Jesus doesn't waste words and what he says is the truth? Does anyone believe me? Does anyone believe? When he says it is finished, let me tell you what he means. It is finished. I'll give it to you in a different translation. It is finished. It is finish. Second mm. Peter 1, 3, his divine power, that's the Holy Ghost, come on, who's living in us, has given us everything we need, has given, has, has, has given us everything we need for life and godliness throughout knowledge of Jesus, of what he has done. 
Some of you are sitting there saying, yeah, but that's not my reality. That's not my experience. And I'm not here to dispute that. Because many times it's not my reality. Including this morning in some ways, it hasn't been my reality. But I refuse. I refuse to let my reality, my experiences, my understanding or lack thereof, come on, my body, my mind, my emotions, my relationships, the things going on that seem just so here at times, I refuse to allow that to determine what is happening right now in the Holy Ghost. I got to push through as much as you got to push through. But I'm understanding more and more. Come on. If it says in Zechariah 4, 6, it is not by mights. It is not by power. But it is by my spirit, says the Lord. And I'm here to declare by the spirit of God what you need more than anything else. I need you to hear this line that's about to come out of my spirit. You, What you need more than anything else is not a demonstration of the spirit's power in your life. You need a greater revelation of what the Father's heart is and what Jesus has done. If we went through our day meditating on that, I want to tell you some things will just fall to the wayside. Some things I see change breaking. Come on. I see habits breaking. I see addictions breaking. I see sickness breaking. I see relationships restored, not by us pushing through and trying to make, but by the Spirit of God who's revealing the heart of the Father in heaven. Come on to earth. And what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. Can I start to preach now, please? Would you stop interrupting me? If I'm a bit fanatical for you, do yourself a favor, don't go to heaven. Because there's a lot of crazy fanatical people out there. Why do we, why do we, boy. Should I go there? Hmm. Why do we celebrate craziness in the world and despise it in the church? How far do I push this? Why? Why are? Hmm. See, you need to hear the words I speak. But I pray always when I come. What you do, even if you don't know it, is you're receiving, you're receiving an impartation from my spirit, not my words. And I try to model what I'm actually speaking. Because now I have the opportunity to, I could easily step into the flesh right now. And I could easily push something in the natural. So I'm pausing, so I stay in the spirit. Because you see an issue, that doesn't make you a man or woman of God. Everyone sees the issues. But there's too many Men and women of God, 
They're speaking into fighting against issues on this earth, but they're doing it in the flesh, not in the spirit. I'm not saying all of us, but too many. I see the fruit of it. By the fruit you shall know them. Come on, church. Can I speak? We've got to stay in the spirit. We've got to stay. There's times that Jesus, many times that Jesus did not utter a word because he refused to get into the flesh right now and fight this on a natural level. There are too many people quoting scripture verses, but what you're doing is you're taking out the sword like Peter and chopping off someone's ear, and Jesus said, put that away. I didn't tell you to do that. None of this is pre-planned, but I'm in the spirit right now. We've got to stop spiritualizing what is a natural response. You don't add a scripture to a fleshly response and say God was in it. And it doesn't make you a bad person, please. I'm not saying that. Peter, Peter, come on, Matthew 16, Peter, verse 17, you are the Messiah, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. Jesus said, man, you are so blessed because you, you're right now walking in the revelation from heaven. My father gave you this. You're in the spirit right now. Six verses later, after Jesus starts to say, I've got to go and die and all this, and he goes, no, forbid it. It ain't going to happen. He's talking to the son of man. He's talking to the son of God. He's telling him what you're saying. It ain't going to happen. And Jesus, six verses later, after saying you are so blessed because you're walking in the spirit revelation, turns and says, now get behind me, Satan, because right now you do not have in mind the things of God, but merely human. You step from the spirit into the flesh in six verses. You and I can do it in six seconds. The world needs... Believers who stay in step with the Spirit. Because you see it does not mean you need to say it. You are not here to solve the world's problems. You're here to know the Father's heart, to know what Jesus has done, and shine in such a way that people see your good works and they glorify the Father in heaven. Be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. Not be ready to speak about every issue that's going on on this earth. I, I gotta just go there. The Lord, you want a word for some of us? Shut up. I'm never gonna be invited back, am I? If that offends you, Jesus called his disciple Satan. You got off lightly, just settle down and relax. I'm not here to offend. But by the grace of God and the leading of God, and I haven't got there yet. God needs to sometimes bring correction, and he does it through prophets. Why? Because it's not about me and how I feel and how I think and what I want and what I think should happen. It's about 
God being seen and glorified on this earth. We got to stop fighting against some issues and start to walk in the spirit. Can I hear anybody say amen in the church today? My wife smiled at me and nodded and going, it's good, see. I'm good. Are we good, church? Again, I practice what I preach. Years ago, family members who are not walking with God, who, man, I've got the privilege of traveling the world, speaking to people's lives, and I hear testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony, how something we've said, something we've imparted, something we've prayed, something we've preached, something we've prophesied has changed people's lives. So my starting point in my family is, is if that can happen out there, it can happen in here. I can say something that's going to shift their life and turn them around. And I remember the day the Holy Spirit said to me, Three things. Number one, I kid you not, this is word for word what the Holy Spirit said to me. Close family friends who I was trying to, see, good motivation. Those that are speaking on this issue, good motivation. Just listen to me. I had a great motivation. You had a great motivation. But God said to me, number one, your love, not your lectures, will win them over. The second one, he said, I'm this is God speaking, I'm a better Holy Spirit than you are. Isn't that rude? Seriously, does he know who I am? Come on, we're going to make sure that's not how we're thinking. Your love, not your lectures, will win them over. I'll tell you what the Bible does not say. Did you hear me? It does not say, for God so loved the world that he sent his son to lecture them. He sent his son to save them, not to condemn them, but to save them. And he said, I'm a better Holy Spirit than you are. And then the last thing he said, and this is why I'm practicing what I'm preaching, he said, unless I tell you, unless I tell you, not if you see something or hear something in them that needs to be changed, come on, church. Unless I tell you to, you keep your mouth shut. That's what God said to me about close family members who are not walking from God, and I so desperately want them to. And he would have said that 10 years ago, and they're still not walking with God yet. But there's times where they initiate conversation, and then I give an answer for the hope that's in me. I keep on shining my light and they say, I have a real problem with Christianity and with this and this and this. But my big struggle now why I can't throw it all away is because I look at you and Sal and I know how real it is. And I'm thinking there's got to be something in it, but I don't know how to reconcile it. I've got to go somewhere else. Just let me find something here. Here we go. 
James 3, 9 to 12. It's one of the ones I gave you there, Aaron. I know you're on already. James 3, verse 9 to 12. With the tongue. I'll just let you read it for a second. With this tongue. Can we, can we, can we personalize this for some of us? Can I personalize it for too many in the body of Christ right now? With this tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and yet we curse human beings. You might say, I don't. If you're attacking them on social media, you're cursing them. Jesus said, even if you've got enemies, let me tell you what to do. Pray for them, not against them. Pray for them. Bless them. Do good to them. Come on. Is is, is that not what it says? It's time to do things God's way. Revival, revival, revival. Everyone wants revival. Anyone in this room want revival? Revival is coming back to God's way. That's what revival is. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? We know the answer. What is it? No. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or grapevine bear figs? What's the answer? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Maybe God's most honored in our praise of him when our lips speak love for others. Maybe we should follow the example of Jesus and he opened not his mouth. Let me pray, seal this, and then see if I download any accounts. Father, that was not on my agenda, but clearly it was on yours. But as Sally so wonderfully shared yesterday, you only remove things from our lives or ask us to remove something from our life in order to add something better. Because that's just who you are. He says, give me your sins, come on, I'll give you life. Give me death, I'll give you life. Give me brokenness, I'll give you wholeness. Come on, this is what God does. And God's saying to some of us in this room, give me, okay, I'm just going to tell you what the Spirit's saying. Please close your eyes, just let me speak into you. Give me your crusade. And I'll give you my cause. Give me your fighting against issues. And I'll give you a fighting in the spirit. Hmm. Right now in this holy, holy moment. Father, to every wrestling heart and mind right now. Spirit, speak clearly. Now, man and woman of God, in this holy moment, while you've got your eyes closed, look into the Lord. Receive from God's heart and Jesus' finished work. 
what the Spirit wants to say to you right now. I hear the Lord say, let it go, lay it down. Some of you, that's what you need to do right now. Let it go, lay it down. Remember, you're not the Savior of the world. Jesus has already done that. You are the salt. You are the light. You're the minister of reconciliation, not the administrator of condemnation. Listen to the Spirit. Speak now, I pray. In Jesus' name, Father, speak to them. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.